today we actually um, today we actually celebrate, as we know, we celebrate um, the saints in heaven, and uh, in a certain way, these both today and tomorrow, you know, we're we're celebrating really the whole communion of saints, uh, where. Yes, today we, we acknowledge and we venerate and we honor those who are already, who have already run the race and have already attained the, the goal that they were created for, and that is uh, to be in heaven. And, uh, and then tomorrow we will commem- commemorate all souls, those who are assured of heaven, um, but are in the process of being purified. Uh, and so we call them the holy souls, or the poor souls. Um, and, and so uh, today we will celebrate those who are in heaven. Tomorrow we will celebrate uh, or commemorate the and celebrate those who are on their way to heaven. Um, they too have run the race and the completed, the complete, you know, made it through the made it past the finish line, have run well, and are just in the process of being purified and they rely on us they rely on us to assist them with our prayers. And so um, we will do that tomorrow and um, something we devote ourselves to every, every day, we should say Um, today uh, we, um, you know, when we, when we think about the saints in heaven uh, as well as, and, and I forgot to mention that we too are members, we are already saints as well right? Where St. Saint, Saint Paul talks about this, uh, you know, the fact that um, he refers to the various communities that he writes to as saints, as holy ones, um, who are living and on this earth, at least in that time, in his time. And so you and I are also saints. You know, we're members of the communion of saints. And, um, you know, and it's important to, for us to, to see that as our fundamental identity. Yes, Absolutely, we acknowledge we are not the finished product. We are sinners. We acknowledge that as well. And as one of um, the directors in, in a retreat that I was on uh, said, and said several times, um, saints are sinners who keep on trying. You know, saints are sinners who keep on trying. Um, and, and so, you know, maybe we can refer to ourselves in that way. When I uh, was reflecting on the... Um, that first reading from the book of Revelation, you know, every time I, um, I come across uh, these words of the elder, you know, and we hear in this, you know, the great multitude, the great multitude, the cloud of witnesses, the great multitude um, that no one could count. And uh, it's, it's good for us to understand that as we celebrate the mass, we're in their midst and they are in our midst. Um, in fact, one of uh, uh, a, a great image of this for me, frankly, is one of the, is this church in Rome called uh, it's San Ignazio, Saint Ignatius Church, San, San Ignazio, and it has um, in the vault in the ceiling, it's uh, it's painted in such a way that it looks like there's an opening in the church, and you're looking up at the sky, and there's clouds and blue sky. And around the opening, the so-called opening in the church um, that's painted to look like an opening, um, you have saints that are depicted. And uh, it's just a great image for me to think of, 
you know, what's, what we're doing. You know, the fact that as we celebrate the mass, we have the saints in our midst. And also the fact that you and I individually have an open heaven above us, you know, just because of our baptism and especially because of our baptism, just like Jesus's baptism, we're told that the heavens were torn open and the heavens were torn open and the spirit of God came upon him. The, the Holy Spirit came upon him as a dove. And it's the case for you and me in our own baptism. You know, what, what the, what's striking about that, in my mind anyway, so we're kind of looking at the baptism of Jesus, which helps us to understand our fundamental identity as beloved children, okay? And uh, we hear that in the second reading for today from uh, the first letter of St. John. See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. Beloved, we are God's children now. So we just pray that we um, accept that, that identity, that we embrace that identity as we um, you know, celebrate our, our baptism. So going back to Jesus' baptism, the heavens were torn open. Same thing for us. You know, the striking thing is that it doesn't say that, okay, then after the baptism, he walked away and the heavens closed up again. No, he had an open heaven above him throughout his whole public ministry. So he had the whole, um, all the angels. Um, he had total access to his father through the Holy Spirit. And so we have the same thing. We have the same thing through our baptism. And so it's important to think of us as having that open heaven above us. And as we celebrate the mass today, that's especially the case where the saints and angels are with us. And, uh, but at the end of this first reading, you know, this dialogue is just really kind of um, mysterious to me. You know, <laughs> it's comical as well, you know, where uh, the elder says to St. John, you know, you can imagine the two standing next to each other. And the elder says, who are these wearing white robes and where did they come from? You know, and St. John, understandably, is going, ah, well, you're the one who should know. <laughs> um my Lord, you're the one who knows. And, uh, and then, he dis then he says, he answers his own question. These are the ones who survived the time of great, dis great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Brothers and sisters, you know, just for a second here, let's think about what we're doing, right? Right here, right now, as we're celebrating the mass and as we receive Holy Communion, are you not also washing your white robes of your baptism when you were clothed with Christ, are you not wash, washing them in the blood of the lamb? But anyway, the, um, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. Um, so it's mysterious to me. Okay. Well, yeah. Why did he, why was he the one to ask the question? He, the one knows and he proved that he answered the question. But, you know, what I was reflecting on as I pondered this was just, okay, maybe he is looking at St. John. He's reading on St. John's face. Who are these people, you know? And it had me thinking how the saints in heaven, they can read what's on our faces. They can read what we're going through. They can read whether it's joy or gratitude or sorrow or deep grief. 
or pain or ache, they can read it. They can see it on our faces. And, and so, you know, he's basically telling John what his own question is, right? And, and I, th- um, I, I think it's good for us to understand the saints being that close to us, you know, that they, they are just so close to us. They can, they're with us. They, they see what's, what's written on our faces and, um, and they're interceding for us. They are um, just so... Uh, yeah, certainly their desires are totally fulfilled in heaven, totally fulfilled. Um, but part of that, one of those desires, okay, maybe it's not total in the sense that one of those desires we could say is that we would be with them. You know, we are with them. They want the full completion of that desire as well and come, fulfilled in each of us. And so they, they want, they see how beautiful it is. And it's just like any time, you know, one, one way to, to describe it in real uh, pale comparison would be to say, okay, we, we've experienced something great. You know, any experience we've had in this life and we're like, yeah, I want this person to experience that as well. I just can't wait to see the look on their faces when they get to experience this as well. You know, well, they have, it, have that to the nth degree. You know, where they're desiring that for us. They know the beauty and the total joy that they have in seeing um, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so uh, we, um, we, we, you know, we can turn to them. And we certainly, you know, most definitely is the case that we are inspired by their example. We are inspired. And so it's so important to... Um, you know, ask the Lord who, what saints or what saint currently right now, he wants you to um, uh, look into, get to know, read about. Uh, We can't know all the saints. (laughs) We just can't know all of them. But maybe there's a particular saint that is speaking into your life, you know, or wants to speak into your life. And just ask the Lord, say, Jesus, I don't know who that saying is, but could you show me who that is? Uh, just asking him for guidance in that. Um, I, I gave you an example of how, um, how, um, how St. Padre Pio affected the life of my dad. And um, uh, so I have a devotion to St. Padre Pio. I was born on the feast day of St. John Vianney. I've been to his tomb, and I need to study more his life. I can't say that I have the way I need to. I was, I was born on his feast day. I grew up in the parish named after St. John Vianney in Millard. And, uh, and, so, uh, and then also St. Therese for me is um, uh, just very special. Very, uh, St. Therese of the child Jesus. Uh, St. Maria Goretti, as I was reading through the Beatitudes, and, and, you know, when we think of the Beatitudes, you know, in one sense, we could say, gosh, you could spend, not that I myself could spend, you know, I'd, I'd need a lot of help from God to enlighten me how to talk about each one of these Beatitudes. That's still out there for me to understand them, but because there's a lot in that packed within each one of them. You know, so I'm just going to wrap them all up and say, Jesus is 
<laughs> this is the Beatitudes are Jesus himself. Okay. So all we need to do, if we want to follow these Beatitudes, we abide in Jesus. We follow Jesus. We just, we don't try to get ahead of him. We don't lag behind. We just are faithful to him, what he's wanting us to do right here, right now. And so we just abide in Jesus and in doing that, the Beatitudes are going to take care of themselves. They're going to be radiating out from us as well. And that brings me to another point just regarding the saints and, and Jesus, really. You know, sometimes we can think, you know, we, it, it's important that we understand that they were human. They had, Jesus had a human nature. He was truly man um, in all things except sin. We get that. But truly man, truly human. Um, and the saints, truly human. You know, they had struggles. They, you know, what the reason why they're in heaven is they brought God into those struggles, at least at some point in their life, maybe at every point. But, you know, I, I think what I'm trying to get at is just, you know, for us to understand that, you know, some, you know, sometimes we can think of Jesus and the saints on so high a platform or so high a level that, gosh, I... How, how could I possibly live that way? How could I possibly be uh, a saint like that? Or how could I possibly follow Jesus in that way? It's just so far above me. I don't think Jesus wants it to be that way. I mean, he's put his spirit inside of you. He's put his, he's put his Holy Spirit in you. Um, he wants us believing that we can do what he did. He wants us believing, and the saints do as well. You know, the, the saints, and so they're pulling for us. The saints want us to know, yes, they were true to the Lord. They, um, in their own circumstances, in their own circumstances. But um, do you think, do we think they're up there going, uh, yeah, I did something quite a lot better than you did. Um, I don't know how you're... I don't know how you're going to um, get here, you know? Um, no, they're like, look, yeah, what I did with God's grace, what I did with his life within me, with his spirit within me, you can do even better things. You can do even more. That's what they're saying to us. You know, and this is, I think, comes out from what Jesus says in his in the gospel of john one of my favorite passages john 14 12 he who believes in me those who believe in me will do the works that i do and will do greater ones than these what jesus you're god we're going to do greater works than you did you healed the sick you expelled demons. You raised people from the dead. You rose from the dead. You're telling us that we're going to do greater works than you did? Well, he did. He did say that. So allow that to, allow that to um, just penetrate, you know, what, what we think about ourselves, you know, what we're capable of with God's grace. You know, I guess one example, one immediate example that comes to mind is Peter and John. 
They're walking down the street after Pentecost. They're walking down the, the street and people are just trying to get in Peter's shadow. And they're being healed just by being in Peter's shadow. Was it Peter as a man that was healing these people? No, it was the aroma of God. It was the Holy Spirit that was healing these people. Just by a shadow. But we don't have any instance of that being said with, re with respect to Jesus in the Gospels. Maybe it did happen and we just don't know about it. But it's not, it's not in the Gospels that Jesus, his own shadow, healed somebody. So, you know, maybe one example, you know. Um, but I, it's just so, it's so important for us to understand that, brothers and sisters, Christ is, God is relying on you to become saints. He's relying on you to be saints in your own per particular circumstances, not the circumstances that the saints in heaven had. Maybe there's some similarities, but he's calling you to be saints in your own particular circumstances. That's what makes you, you. That's what makes you a saint in your own pathway, in your own vocation. And so we... we um, we just want to be in that. Uh, we want to have the confidence of that, you know, the spirit. And, and it all comes back to abiding in Christ and his spirit is in you. His spirit is in you. I mean, this is, and, and he's strengthening you with himself. His presence within you is being strengthened as you receive him in Holy Communion. I mean, if, if it's a matter of us just receiving him and then walking out the door here, and thinking, boy, that was great. I got to experience Jesus. I got to encounter Jesus. And yeah, it was great. Jesus, we'll, we'll see you. No. Jesus is now in you. He's in you. He's saying, go out. Okay, go be Christ. Be me to the people that you meet. Be my love, my mercy to the people you meet now. My uh, one of my favorite, uh, another favorite uh, passage, um, and I'll, I'll just this will be the second to last thing I say, okay? Um, but is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Ephesians, St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. To him who is able to accomplish far more than we ask or imagine. With the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. To him who is able to accomplish far more than we ask or imagine. We think of, and so maybe that helps us, that impresses upon us of just, you know, we're kind of, maybe we're just really putting God in a box in many ways in our lives. He's able to do far more than what we're asking him for or what we can imagine. How? With the power at work within us. With the power at work within us. The Holy Spirit, God's power in you. But to him, and, and all for his glory. You know, we, like we said at the beginning, we don't have to grasp at our own glory. It's already ours. We just abide in Jesus, and it's already our glory in heaven.
yes and no. I realize we don't feel glorified, but at times, but it's, it is ours. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. This is the people that longs to see your face.